And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, farmers offer a lending hand to food banks. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesas.ca. And McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results. Online at mcdougallauction.com. The Regina and District Food Bank is hoping for support from the local farming community. Steve Compton is the CEO of the Regina and District Food Bank. He says high-protein crops and meat are always in need at the local food bank. The need at Christmas is, is significant and, and a little different than the rest of the year in the sense that what we give during the Christmas season is hampers that are full of fresh, good-for-you products, things you can't easily throw in the bin at the store. And they're intended to give uh, a great Christmas or holiday dinner and also to last when services might be closed with holiday hours, those kind of things. So to stretch over the next few days as well. Now the farm community usually digs deep. What could help the food bank from the farming community? Well, it's an interesting question, and uh, we have a processing kitchen on site, and we've been reaching out to, uh, over the past year, into the agricultural community for things like lentils, uh, proteins, things that can be made into good-for-you meals, um, where traditionally what we'll be challenged with sometimes is what's in the food. Well, this, in this case, we'd say what's not in the food. It's great, nutritious Saskatchewan-grown products, whether it's protein or it's a, a pulse crop, lentils, beans, peas, and we can make those into good-for-you meals, and it allows us to address a lot of health concerns, people with diabetes or any kind of chronic health conditions. That's a great way to support the food bank, and you know, if you can have a little extra crop that you think you can donate, uh, please contact us. Meat, uh, I understand, is always in short supply at the food bank. It is. You know, uh, meat in general is, is something that we, it's not easy to donate, I guess, Jim, at, uh, at the store bin, and it's something that, from a cost basis for families on the margins, it's a difficult item sometimes to work into your budget. So any kind of uh, meat, if you're considering reducing a herd or you have some animals that you, you might want to donate purposefully, there's a few programs that have gone on with SAS stock growers around the province where they've done just that, where they've encouraged processing of animals and the beef is given to the food bank. Um, that's another great way to help. Steve Compton is the CEO of the Regina and District Food Bank. Weed control in pulse crops was one of the key highlights at a recent pulse growers workshop in Saskatoon. U of S plant science professor Steve Shirtliff discussed research on higher seeding rates. If we look at the seeding rate, this is in lentil here, increasing our seeding rate, the effect on weed biomass. We had about a 16% decrease in, the, in weed biomass by just doing that, and that was doubling over our conventional seeding rate. Under weedy conditions, increasing the seeding rate is almost always a good idea. Targeting somewhere around, I'd say, 200, 240 seeds per meter squared if you're expecting weeds is a good place to be. You're not going to get into too much trouble uh, in terms of uh, disease. It'll have a slightly higher, but it isn't going to be that much more. Shirtliff also spoke about mechanical weed control. We all talk about how great no-till is, but you know, deep down inside there's still a a closet uh, tiller in all of us, you know, and we love the smell of tilled soil and everything, and and it looks nice and black between the rows after you did. So we put together an experiment to essentially put all these three implements head-to-head. That was harrowing, interrotillage, and the rotary hole. The rotary hoe only works well early in the season. It'll only control weeds in what we call the white thread stage to early cod leaf. Basically, as soon as they emerge is only time they are 
just as they are emerging, it'll control them. Harrowing, the crop has to be up and established enough for it not to be hurt badly by the harrow. Therein lies the bit of the crux with it there, is that when the crop's established enough, your weeds tend to be established enough that they're harder to kill. So that's why it's hard to do there. The inter-row cultivator, either the person or the machine has to be able to see the crop rows in order to go between it. And the crop has to be big enough not to be covered by the flying dirt from them. Shirtlift says the rotary hoe provided the best results. Mechanical weed control, especially rotary hoeing, can have surprisingly high levels of weed control. It still astounds me how well it works. You, you, pull it, you drive it over the field and you think you've done nothing. You've thrown up a bunch of stuff in the air. But, 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 it has to be specifically timed. This isn't something you can do when you feel like it. You have to be watching that crop every day. Perhaps there's a way to model that after you get a rain. You know it's going to take so many growing degree days and you should probably get out there rotary hoe it. I don't know. But the key thing is boots on the ground if you're going to try using something like that. But I think it's, you know, the results we've seen has been fantastic. Steve Shirtliff is a professor in the Department of Plant Sciences at the University of Saskatchewan. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. A new bison and cattle research project is underway in southwest Saskatchewan. The Nature Conservancy of Canada is initiating research on the 13,000-acre Old Man on His Back ranch, which is both cattle and bison. Science manager Matthew Braun wants to see how the animals respond differently to salt on the ground, where and when they move, and why. The Nature Conservancy of Canada, Saskatchewan region, owns a large ranch in southwest Saskatchewan called Old Man on His Back. And it's about 13,000 acres, and 6,000 of it is grazed by our bison herd. And the, other, the rest of it is grazed by local neighbors and patrons with their, with their livestock on it. So it seemed like the perfect opportunity to look at some of the differences between livestock grazing and bison grazing. And it was a rich opportunity, and we, uh, we were lucky enough to work with the University of Saskatchewan and to make this project happen. Is it designed to see which animals provide the best benefits to natural grassland? Oh, no, not at all. I think that we are lucky enough to have this bison herd grazing our area, but we have livestock grazing on the majority of our lands in Saskatchewan, and they do a great job of mimicking the natural disturbances that form the province and, and shape the province years and years ago. So this is an opportunity to try out a few different things to see how we can more closely match those natural disturbances that existed before Europeans were here. And so we're testing out a few different methods to see how to hopefully improve some productivity for livestock producers and also improve the habitat for some of the species at risk that make the prairies their home. We're really just trying to tweak things. I think a lot of good things are already happening on the prairies and we're just trying to see if we can improve some of the habitat for some of those species at risk. You want to see how the animals respond differently to, I understand, salt on the ground, where and when they move and why. That's right, yeah. So we, we've got a few different treatments planned for trying to see how animals move and then we're going to be tracking, we've been tracking bison, or pardon me, we've been tracking livestock cattle this year and we will be doing that in the next couple of years as well. And we've started tracking our bison herd as well. We've collared, we've put GPS collars on nine of the cows and uh, we'll be mapping out where they travel and then looking at how that compares to our treatment and then also measuring the changes that we might be experiencing on the grasses that are growing there and the soils as well. What do you mean by treatments? 
like you said, the different ways of moving the, the livestock and the bison. So we're going to try uh, several different methods. I think some of the traditional methods are salt blocks and mineral licks and fencing and things like that. And so we've got a few treatments like those, so different ways of moving the livestock and the bison around that we're going to be trying out at Olana's back and then seeing how the animals respond to that. And the ultimate goal? Uh, the ultimate goal, like I said, is better management, for trying to balance that productivity for the animals out there, trying to make sure they're they're healthy and getting some good gains, but also trying to get good habitat for the species at risk out there. So we're trying our best to trying to balance those two things as best we can and see if we can try some different methods for improving some of the habitat for some of the birds and plants that need Saskatchewan prairies to live and to do well. How long will the project take? There's a number of students involved at this point. So we have a PhD candidate and a master's candidate as well. And those are generally three to four year programs. So there'll be three years of, I think it's about three and a half years of data collection. And then there'll be write-ups after that as well. But the hope is that we're able to attract other researchers to this area and continue to do to answer some of the questions on how to better manage the native prairie that we have. Matthew Braun is the science manager for the Nature Conservancy of Canada's Old Man on His Back Ranch in southwest Saskatchewan. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market update also brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra this morning were showing some upward movement in early trading. Oats rose $1.58 at $164.20. Number one red spring wheat gained $0.75 cents at $240.71. The rest were unchanged. Durham 267.46. Feed barley 174.63. Canola $467.34 per metric ton. Flax 472.68. Yellow peas 233.54. Feed wheat 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is up one cent at 621 a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. Heartland Livestock Market Report, Tony Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. On the rock-solid bread heifer sale on Monday, 530 heifers, average $2,970 and a very good solid steady sale. The Tuesday cow market, some good news to report to you in that the cow market was five cents higher on the average than what we have been looking at, averaging 82 and a half on every cow in the sale. We still had 700 head of cows going through the ring. Thursday bread sale, bit mixed there. We had some really good young red dispersal cows trade from 24 to $2,900. Uh, the black bread heifers traded in a range from 17 to 24. The black baldies from 22.50 to 26.50. On some older type cows, boy, they're just barely hanging in there at the market levels for kill cows. Um, upcoming sales were just about towards the end of the year. Uh, this will be the last week coming up with red sales and regular sales and then it is the close out for the year thank you everybody that's the way it is in cattle country heartland swift current and now the latest saskatchewan pork prices good morning this is don Arndt of P uh, that report is unavailable back in a moment
And we do have the latest hog report. Here it is. Ham sold 5,600 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 133 to 150 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,100 head, selling in a range of 132 to 148 per CKG. 100 index dressed weight hog prices for the week ending Friday, December 15th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 143.62, Ham's Cash, 142.12, Thunder Creek and Britco, 143.60, and High Life, 149.43 per CKG. Ham's Cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices opened down this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was down 18 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2834. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.76 cents US. U.S. cash markets stabilized late last week after declines experienced over the previous four days were enough to secure hogs for a large Saturday kill. Producers needed packers to increase their production run as average carcass weights had climbed to more than 214 pounds, which suggests that producers are falling behind on their marketings. Spring and summer lean hog futures have recovered some value over the last two trading days with most of these contracts trading within $1 USD per hundredweight of their contract highs. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. The farm weather forecast for today calls for cloudy skies with 30% chance of light snow, then clearing this afternoon. Wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the high today plus 1. Tonight, 30% chance of light snow overnight. Wind northwest 30 gusting to 50, the low minus 10. And tomorrow, the weather changes. We're back to a normal-type winter weather. Mainly cloudy, 30% chance of light snow. Clearing in the morning, wind northwest 30, the high minus 9, the low minus 19. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 12, the low minus 17. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 10, the low minus 15. Friday, sunny, the high minus 12, the low minus 19. Saturday, sunny, the high minus 17, the low minus 21. Sunday, sunny. The high near minus 19. The normal high is minus 9. The normal low minus 21. The sun rose at 8.55 this morning. It sets at 4.56 tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan at 0. Saskatoon minus 2. Swift Current minus 1. Weyburn is plus 1 this hour. Yorkton minus 3. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's 0. That's 32 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest at 22. Cloudy and Moose Jaw plus 3. Winds are from the northwest at 34, gusting to 44. Once again, Regina, cloudy and zero. That's 32 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.